Hello there. Welcome to the Selling on eBay radio show. Yes. We're here to save you money, mm-hmm. to increase your sales, yes. and to have fun. Uh, this is fake announcer guy <laughs> saying here's Philip and Sherry. So that's uh, Sherry Smith and Philip Jackson, your hosts for the uh, Selling on eBay radio show. All about making money and having fun on eBay. Busy show coming up this week. Sherry, we have... The seller release was published. Should we uh-huh. be worried? And uh, why get your get your rotten fruit and tomatoes ready here? Because I'm going to be saying why I think Vero on eBay is a good thing. Could you? Oh, International me. sales blocking is the answer to have higher fees. Could be. And uh, apparently, Sherry's had an incredibly busy week doing all sorts of podcasting. We'll find out all about that after we do the eBay news. Sherry, what's in the news this week? All right, the seller release roundup. Let me give you some of the details. Okay. So I'm sure you're worried because you may have heard that there was a fee increase, but worry no more because it was only 10 cents per transaction. Isn't that nice? That's not so bad because I do my stuff's high price. So that's a very, very small percentage. Yes, I couldn't care less. I'm so glad. And Philip, as you let me know, it only applies to items that sell for ten dollars or more. So, yeah. So the people that were doing so the ninety-nine cent USB cables or whatever won't be up in arms. Although I think if your business model is selling things at ninety-nine cents on eBay, you've got bigger problems going on than anything else. But whatever. Yeah, and then they eBay has talked about a lots of improvements with mobile, and mm. one of them is really exciting. Yeah. I I don't know if you've used the mobile app, the eBay app, but I stopped using it because you can't get the custom SKU on it. Well, oh. now you can. Oh, okay. So not only can you see your custom label field, you can actually sort by that. Now, are you so going to change the it. way you format or what you put I don't in have that field? To. You don't have to. Okay. Because I have the location bin on there first. Ah. So I could sort it alphabetically there and it'll go. actually give me my items per location so yeah. I can use it like I'm some high tech, you know, using some high tech software. One thing I, I have noticed, I'm not a big user of the uh, the mobile app. I like using Go Fashion desktop and a real computer. Uh, oh. But what I quite often need to do is find <clears throat> a particular item I'm selling on the, the app under the selling section, I used to be able just to paste in the item number into the general search field because quite often you get an email relating to a number and you think, okay, I want to do something about that, change the price, end it, change something, whatever. And I can no longer just enter the item number into the search field and it will come up. It'll say, I can't find that item because it doesn't exist in the title. So it's narrowed the search down from basically listing number or title to title only. There's another thing you have to go further into the system with more clicks, I think, where you can then put the number in and get it up, but it's a lot more cumbersome. Are you talking about mobile? Yes. Well, now you can search by your custom label field. Do you use that field? Um, Yes, but there'd be nothing in there I would search on. Oh. It has my cost of goods and things like that. Oh, shoot. Okay. All right. Well, that is... So you get a plus, a plus vote from you and a, if it's part of the same project, a minus vote from me. <laughs> That's right. One thumbs up, one thumbs down. Okay. What else is okay. uh, coming up? The background removal tool, have you used it lately? Not the eBay version, no. It's smarter now. I oh. used it and it did an amazing job of a piece of equipment yeah. with a whole mess around it. 
and it actually like got the leg, the metal legs. They're using AI for it and uh, it's doing a really good job. And the more it does, the more it'll learn. You know, it's a machine. I am a fan tool. of AI-based background removal. I have had pretty good luck with that. I use remove.bg because it works on a desktop environment, which is what I'm using. It's probably They probably licensed it from them anyway. It's probably very all very similar anyway. And yeah, eBay's is working on the laptop too, on the okay, desktop good. too. Um, yeah, so I like to do it to the image file and keep that cleaned up image in my system. And then I upload it to eBay rather than have it all done in the eBay world and have rough information on, on my my hard drive but yeah I, i'm very impressed it is yeah. it is phenomenally good and that these these services or systems are a light years ahead of the old well it's probably roughly white let's call that background kind of thing it this is a lot better yes and then uh, back to the mobile improvements mm-hmm. you can make bulk offers from your phone which i know does not at <laughs> all interest you philip but uh, for those who send offers every yes. day, you can do it in bulk on I your I can understand that being uh, – and sometimes someone contacts you in a message and that's a good opportunity to send quickly to get back to them and say, you know what, if you can buy quickly, I'll make you a deal. And that's where I think a phone is very useful. Yes, and I get that a lot on my phone. Uh, also, speaking of making offers, yes. they talked a lot about – uh, when a buyer makes an offer, they have to provide payment information so that they're automatically charged if you accept their offer. Yep. And they're going to have consequences for accounts for buyers who make offers and fail to pay repeat offenders. They're going to as much as suspend their account. Okay. Oh. Wait, we're interested if that happens. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully that doesn't happen to you. I mean, I mean somewhere... In part of the offer thing, one thing that is changing is when someone rep- when you when someone sends you a seller initiated offer. So it's it, it, you you the buyer gets an offer created by the seller. Yeah, that is not that item is not sold and taken off the platform until the offer is accepted and paid for. Right, is that right. That's right. Which I think is a change, and it's not always clear i think to the the word i've seen one of these messages and it was very unclear to me as the buyer in this situation that yes the seller had accepted and i thought that's it great deal done no 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 no. it's only they're willing to accept that number but you have to pay up before you actually get the deal and the thing goes off the platform and someone can take it away from underneath you and that's you a good pay. point yeah, that's good to know, and that's a very good distinction. Not a bad, not make. a bad idea. No, nothing against the approach, but the communication was non-existent. It didn't explain that fact. Yeah, maybe they're working on that. Who knows? They are working on seller-initiated offers and on auctions. They're working on that more. They said. Yeah. Um, and then another exciting thing to me is, and this is with your desktop, you can pull from your active listing screen to add items to a sale. Uh-huh. Do you use Markdown sales? Yes, all the time. Okay, I, I thought so. Okay, well, now you can do it from the active listing screen. And the real benefit of that is you can sort your items by so many criteria uh-huh. on your active listing uh-huh. screen. By category, you know, price, Yeah, all different things. What I would like to be able to do via, let's say, the listing, the, li- the listing summary page or whatever it is, 
is to be able to move things up and down to the next level of sale up or the next level of sale down, depending whether I think demand is high or low, um, and not have to go in and edit the individual listings. I don't think it does that yet. I have been someone's ear. <laughs> you may, well, that'd be nice if we could do that. But Wait, that's a really interesting thought. What you're saying is, let's say you have 400 items in a sale. Yes. That you could just go in and automatically increase the discount by 10%. I have I have sales running at 5% increments. So my sales go through from 5, 10, 15, up to, I think, 75. Yeah. And I like to promote and demote items within that hierarchy according to whether I want to sell them faster or slower. Okay. It would be nice to be able to promote it up one notch or two if I if I want to get rid of something without having to go through the whole rigmarole of moving everything around. I could just click on an up arrow a couple of times and it would it would move it up a couple of sections. Okay, I second down. the motion. Um, because but, yeah. I I'm constantly going on to my active items, look looking at things that are already marked down in bulk, marking them down further. But then when that sale ends and then I recopy the sale. I've lost all that work every month. Yes. Because what you're saying isn't possible. If what you're saying is possible, that would solve my problem there. So the problem, just, just if I understand it correctly, is that, yes, you can create a new sale by copying a previous one. But if you changed anything within that sale mid-flow, then... It goes back to the original setting when you when you copy it. So any changes you made, and I run sales, let's say for about six weeks, because you can run forty five days worth of sale, which to me is a near as damn it six weeks. And I tend to yeah. do my sales at the end on a Saturday night, and I restart them early on a Sunday morning because the platform is quiet at that time. So every sixth Saturday, I reset all my sales. Mm -hmm. uh, but I can't use copy the previous sale to make the new one because anything I changed in the meantime will will drop out of a sale and that's yeah. messy so it I is. have a rather complicated basis excel based tool that handles all that uh, but it's another example of where I'm having to do lots of complicated work to paper over some cracks that I think ideally would be fixed by eBay yes and for those of us who can't who don't have the skill set like me to do what you're doing it would be amazing if eBay did that. So, so okay. Well, I'm sure they're okay. listening. <laughs> yes, please do that, yes. eBay. That would be amazing. Uh, and I think that those were the only things that really stood out to me. I just thought, what, on the, on was the, there on anything the, else? On the unpaid stuff, they're still hammering away at this. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they've really jumped into the whole auction business yet about your bid literally being a contract and you putting your credit card down on your bid. And how do you do it anyway? Because you don't know where the auction's going to end up. And people don't want people charging their credit card for vast amounts of money just in case the auction goes up to that amount of money. It doesn't really make sense. And I mm -hmm. suppose the thing that I feel about this is that I think they should have a system, and this is where their wonderful AI might be quite helpful, that says, well, look, if, you're, if you've been on the platform for 20 years and you've never never not paid for an item and you're always a, you know a good customer you know we'll trust you based upon your past performance to pay up for what you ordered if you've had you know six or eight unpaid item disputes against you in the last month perhaps we'll be a little bit more aggressive in terms of asking for your credit card information i don't know why yeah. we can't you know stop treating everybody like they're a deadbeat which just is annoying 
uh, and just actually, you know, use a common sense approach. Hey, that's a great so there we idea. Go. I know. Uh, having a lot of uh, King of eBay type discussions here. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I'm, I'm a follower. They, one of the things I heard about, they mentioned something about trying to put a few more things in the listing flow that maybe guide people in a certain direction. I think free shipping might be something they were trying to uh, trying to push a bit here. Uh, and I think they could do more on that. I think a lot of people just put something down that makes sense to them at the time and causes things not to sell on the platform because it's too expensive or too slow or whatever in reality. Hey, wouldn't it be nice if AI could catch if you have a typo and you put 22 inches instead of 12 inches on a piece of clothing mm. and it would say, hey, are you sure it's 22 inches and it's a piece mm -hmm. of clothing? Yes, yeah, so you could say, nice. well, we've never sold anything of that dimension in, since the beginning of time. That might be a mistake. Yeah. I yeah, mean, that would yeah, be a great could use. Do, could do. Okay. All right. Anyway, let's not reinvent the whole uh, seller release. Is that everything we covered? Okay. Basically, it wasn't I, that. It wasn't that exciting. Yeah, but it's kind of exciting. I like mm -hmm. some of the Very changes. Good. And I think they they rebadged a lot of stuff that's been released over the last six months as a seller release. For example, a lot of that stuff that we just talked about that was discussed on the eBay for Business podcast. I think back in December, uh, Chuck Van Pelt was on there for a whole session and talked about all this stuff. So it's not really new. I mean, it's been out, and there was, it wasn't new when he talked about it on the eBay podcast. So, yeah. which is interesting that they're scratching around trying to find content for a seller release. <laughs> Says to me that they're very busy still trying to figure out the focus categories, and really not much else is happening. Did they mention their improvements with the category changes? Oh, they did talk about that when um, the category selection is smarter on ebay now when you do your you title. mentioned it last time we were on i think and we said it was you good. know i mentioned that the item specifics are now remaining mostly oh, is that what when you change different? category and that is great but now i think when you do your title it's smarter about picking the correct oh, good, category okay. for you all right yeah yeah because that was this there was something wasn't there a technical challenge they put out to like people that are doing degrees. One of the things, one of the challenges they put out was help us figure out from the title, it, use AI type tools to figure out what the person is really trying to achieve and then make recommendations based upon an interpretation of this text they type in. So yeah, that's obviously a, a key project. And they do have a track record of really adopting some of the stuff that comes out of these sort of intellectual challenges for computer people. Yes. Pretty good way to get a job at eBay, I think, if you if you could have that stuff, have a good entry into that thing. It gets you to the top of the stack. Yeah. So yes, I, I think that's that's uh, definitely part of the mix. Um what else? Oh yeah, the other thing, just moving on to something else here, and this might be related to what I wang on about all the time about how all our international stuff is being blocked from the overseas sites. In the UK and I guess the European feature releases They've introduced a new fee. It's, I think it's about a third of 1%, something like that, of, of the total revenue. And it is to cover the regulatory costs of complying with this myriad bunch of rules that are coming out in all these European countries. Um, and it's to cover the cost of, because some of them require eBay, for example, to be having a, a special person with a live phone number and address who is their point of contact for stuff they sell, uh, 
you have to have registration with people, special numbers, special things on labels. You know, there's a lot of complicated stuff. And and it, it, the whole European thing's done a 180 degree thing. And now everybody's going off in their own individual directions rather than the original idea, which is we'd all talk to, talk to each other and have the same ideas. Anyway, so uh, now that might be part of the background as to why American stuff that we sell doesn't get shown on the European sites because we ain't paying the the extra fee. It isn't in our fee schedule. And it might just be technically they're doing the work to put it in. I don't know. So I wouldn't be surprised if one of the reasons that we are being locked out is that the American company has not agreed to fund this fee on our behalf to their friends in Europe. And therefore, your friends in Europe don't, don't want our stuff. I don't know. I'm just putting two and two together, maybe getting five. But it was interesting to see that because uh, it is a big deal. There's a lot of work in the background to get past all these rules and regulations. And they said all that stuff when they did eBay International Shipping. But the folks doing the legwork, I guess they're not getting a slice of the action. Hmm. So just a thought. Yeah, it would be worth an anyway, extra fee. Let's get on Sherry's shipping corner. All right. Wait, what's on my shipping corner? Uh, I'm not e- seeing emails uh, with label cost adjustments, I believe. We oh, that's right. About. Sorry. <laughs> the next okay. item on the list, actually. Just and, and now, <laughs> I know I lost my place. Now that eBay is charging for UPS and FedEx labels yes. when you purchase them as opposed to when the item's delivered, now they're having to make adjustments, but they're emailing you to let you know an adjustment has been made so that's, that's good. good. Yeah. And so you can you know. trap that if it's a stupid one and you can, you can, in theory, <laughs> uh, raise some kind of dispute and hopefully get it corrected. And it works both yeah. ways. I got one like you've been, you've been credited $1.27 because I know, FedEx I didn't that. charge you so much. There you go. All right. Fair Isn't enough. that fun? That makes yeah. it for a good day. All right. So keep an eye out for those uh, and watch out for any daft ones because it just goes through a scale and a lasery kind of measuring thing and... You know, if, if something drops off a shelf onto the conveyor and upsets the measurements, there's not a gap between that and the next thing, then it can take some crazy measurements. And like FedEx, if you go above a certain size, it's like $100 surcharge because it's oversized too. That's enormous. Massive That's right. surcharge. So just keep an eye on those. And it's nice, nice that it's nice that it's nice that they're proactive <laughs> with these because it Easy used to be the case. You used to sneak it into the bill, you know, which you'd never see. It is good that they let you know. Otherwise, you'd just never see it. Okay, doke. Now, the thing that's uh, changed, and you might have seen this, uh, we talked a bit about feedback. I think we got so carried away trying to uh, reinvent the whole feedback system on the show. I forgot to mention, and you've probably seen this, that the seller feedback is now sortable either by the eBay knows best version, which is they say is the most relevant. I have no idea how that is defined, or the most recent, which I think as sellers we find most useful. Right. I think the default is eBay knows best. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, in my case, it it seems to only show sales that were international in nature. So that's strange. What? Interesting. Um, Those are the most relevant. I I think it, I think it must have been when I was on travel, maybe over Christmas. I logged in or something, and it somehow thinks oh. I'm I'm based outside the U.S. So it shows all the all the foreign ones. Oh, how funny! That just goes to show. Anyway. How smart AI can be. And I think it now is remembering the fact that every time I go to that page, I tell it I want the date sort. It seems to be sticking. I'm not sure about that, but I think it is. 
Oh, anyway, good. so just keep an eye open for that one. Um, and you saw, or you got lots of emails asking you to uh, opt into a new payment arrangement. Oh, that's right. Well, I believe you're referring to uh, the fact that eBay wants to give me a debit card so badly and yeah. wants me to have immediate access to uh-huh. the funds, which it already gets deposited on a daily basis. So, yeah. And how much are they charging you for the extra 24 hours? If you get it immediately with a debit card, actually, I'm not interested in it, so I didn't look into it. So sorry about that. It's got to be two or three percent because because what what's going to happen is that people are going to take money out of their their floating balance on this platform, put it onto their card, and that's going to force eBay in the event that, for example, you get a return or a label printed or something where that, that takes funds off your page. To then have to go to your credit card and pull the money from a credit card, which is going to cost them, let's say, two or three percent. So, the minimum they could possibly charge is whatever they're paying the credit card company for funding, and that's probably, let's say, two in the two to three percent range, probably. Yeah. So, so I, I don't care to pay a fee to have the money three just, days earlier. I have mine set to what every day, and it comes through pretty cleanly. I don't. Yeah. See value in that, but so you know, some people do live hand to mouth on eBay. Oh, I mean, I'm pretty close, but uh, okay. So that's one thing that's uh, that's going on. Um, and you were looking at the uh, eBay the ads page. Yeah, well, I was at my at Seller Hub. Yeah, and just doing my thing. Yes, and <laughs> eBay was promoting at the top of the page eBay Ads Academy. I thought that was interesting. Interesting. So I clicked into it. And do you remember that there is an eBay Academy? It got a massive amount of publicity. I think it was just as Rebecca was joining the the community group because that was her first big thing is, yes. I'm Rebecca, and by the way, let me tell you about the eBay Academy and how wonderful this is. She was really excited about it. She was on our show, and that's really yes. what she was excited about talking about. I remember that, yeah. And it didn't never, ever mention it ever again as far as I can recall. I never heard of it again. I forgot about it. And when I clicked through that and I saw that they have some training about how to use ads and promoted listings, I saw all the training they have from beginner, intermediate, advanced. Uh-huh. Actually, they have some pretty good stuff there. So just so how would, I do you want remember you how you find that it. if someone wants to take a look at that? Well, that would have been a great thing for me to <laughs> make a note of, wouldn't it? All right. Well, I'll, I can um, leave that with you, and we'll come back to that in a minute if it's going to take a while to find the link. Um, yeah, actually, I found it. Okay. You go to academy.ebay.com. Very good. All right. Okay. I had that. All right. Uh, something else here. And I think Vero, the verified rights ownership program at eBay, gets a bad rap with sellers. Uh, there are some bad stuff that goes on, and that some of it's deserved, but some of it I think is misunderstood. And I filed a very report against another eBay seller the other day, and I thought, well, I wonder whether this is something that maybe I can explain how I approach it and why I think it's important and useful, at least from my point of view. Uh, so at least there's another another perspective on it. And yeah. this is almost always because someone has got the bright idea that they're going to basically steal my photos. That's the most common That's right. application. Because your photos are good. Well, they're certainly, they're certainly better they're than this person would have probably done themselves. And, yeah, it's probably very tempting to say, well, that's a much easier – I'd take me forever to do that myself. I'll just steal his. Now, 
I think the problem here is that I, I get offended at two levels on this. Firstly, I've invested a certain amount of money in the photography kit that I have. It's not even very elaborate, but, but you know, it's more than most people have. And that's a cost. I'm paying for that. That comes out of my business. So to steal that and not pay, not have the cost yet compete head to head with me by by avoiding costs is an unfair competitive situation in my view. Exactly, you've spent a lot of time, and also I've spent a lot of time, probably more time, and, and you know more time in terms of money in terms of my time, doing virtually every photo magazine book workshop convention, class, you name it, I've probably done it back in the day when I did lots of these things. You yeah, know, and that's again an investment that that is is mine to to gain the benefit from. And so for someone to steal that is is annoying to me. But it goes deeper than that. Then the second thing about this is it's not just the photos. I'm I'm firmly convinced of the idea that the way that your listing shows up in search, and by that means the title and the photo, because they're the only things that the person sees, starts to speak <clears throat> a lot about your operation and what kind of operation you have and how much you care about the product and how much you know about things and how much you are committed to try and make this a good buying experience. And that was actually, the, the, I've done two presentations at eBay Open, and one was basically a remix of the first one, which was on that topic, <laughs> which is how do you create trust on eBay? And, and the, 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 the process and the imaging stuff is, is, I think, the most important part of it. I, th- I think you can still find said presentations on the eBay for Business uh, YouTube page if, if you're so minded to go find them. Um, so what really I feel someone is doing when they steal my pictures is they're not just taking that that time and effort and money I've invested in taking those pictures, but effectively they're trying to pass themselves off as me, or at least someone who has wants to make that effort to do a good job, to clean everything up, to make it the best it can possibly be, to show it in the best possible light, to try and create the impression of great customer service. They're stealing all that and applying it to themselves when really they're just a junk out merchant who can't even bother to take their own picture. Right, and that's where I get offended rather than just annoyed. Um, so yeah, I if someone does that, generally if it's the first offence, I will send them and an, just a message through the eBay system saying, "Hey, I, I see you've." I used to say stole, but that creates the wrong reaction. Uh, taken my images <laughs> from this listing. That's against policy. And by the way, I can always ask eBay to handle this as Vero if you don't want to. Uh, fairly quickly change them over. And most people well, will just change them or they'll send me a shirty note back, then they'll change them. And there you go. That's fair enough. We're all, we're all happy at that point. Um, but if you don't, then, yeah, I'm going to go. Um, I, and the way it works is that all this stuff I have is listed on my own website as well as on eBay. If you approach the Vero people on eBay as an eBay seller saying, another eBay seller stole my stuff, You'll get a reply back saying, we don't care. You know, the pair of you go fight it out. Pistols at dawn, whatever. Just you fix it. Which I think is a double standard. Because if I go to the eBay site and I steal their material, I take their photos, their text, and start running a site somewhere on the internet that looks like eBay, I guarantee they'll be all over me so damn fast. Oh, yeah. But if as a seller, someone steals my stuff, another seller, they don't care. What, what, why would they care? It's just raising the overall price of items on the platform, so they're a winner. 
So eBay is not ending someone's listing when you've reported that they've stolen your picture? If you if you apply as one eBay seller reporting another eBay seller, they will not do anything about that. What do you have to be? Oh, a brand that's not even on eBay? When you, when you report from the point of view of an external website, oh. they are legally required under the DMCA to, to oh. react to that report. So when I make a report, I don't do it through my eBay selling account, I do it through my external website. Oh, and say, so I own smart. this external website. And by the way, this eBay seller that's on your platform took my stuff. And then boom, it's gone. Oh, nice. Um, so I just thought it'd be worth explaining how it works and, and why. I mean, I used to listen to the, the Griffin Lee show and, you know, Griff would always say, look, I just take it as a compliment when someone steals my stuff. I don't worry about it. But he's selling used clothing, so maybe it's a different field. I mean, good yeah. luck to him. But it does bother me, and it does, it does, it does mean feel to me that a they're com- they're competing unfairly because they don't have the cost and the you know, the hassle of actually learning how to do this stuff, and also right. they're stealing my my brand effectively and, and applying it to themselves, having not off- they're not offering the customer the same deal that, that is implied by what they're what they're stealing. Yeah. So anyway, that's my that's my thing. Doesn't happen very often. Occasionally, it's it, it was it was rampant at some time. It seems to have. I think now with the phones being so good at taking pictures, people don't steal so much. Uh huh. That yeah. Now with background remover, that makes. And there's a lots big of people difference. all over the internet. I see my stuff appearing on commercial websites everywhere. Really. Where they've lifted it off off eBay on my site. Uh, oh so gosh. if you're a, if you're like a paralegal and want a bit of freelance work on the side, maybe we should go into partnership. Maybe you know I could just report, have you do all the cease and desists and start court action against these people because theft of intellectual property is an unlimited um, compensation situation. So you can you can mm-hmm. go for lots of money. We could have a as, as a side, side project. Maybe I could that. be a small eBay seller, a huge legal firm. <laughs> Smart on the back end. Anyway, yeah. all right, so that's Vero. I just thought I'd explain from the point of view of someone who uses the system why I do that and why it's not a good idea to go stealing other people's stuff because you don't know probably whether they have it published elsewhere and that could come and come back and hit you through eBay. And I think you were reporting the other day that there's this new legislation which may or may not pass that says if you get three intellectual property strikes or something like that, boom, you're, you're permanently off the platform. And eBay's required to permanently kick you off. They don't even have a choice. Right. And the gentleman if who I was reporting the other day, I, I didn't bother sending him the email because it's his third time he's done this to me. So I figured he's not going to pay any attention. Right. I went straight to the eBay on him. Um, so that might, in his case, he might be off the platform if that's... Well, hopefully you've been communicating with him, I mean. Well, he had he had a couple of pre- privacy, previous emails from me. He ignored those. So anyway. All right. So that's uh, that's Vero. Yeah. Okay. Well, on a feel good note, yes, I got an email from eBay that said, thank you for 18 years. 18 years. And I'm like, oh, goody, maybe there'll be an image here that says selling for 18 years. But there wasn't yes. because uh. I was thinking I could put it as one of my pictures on my listing. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so a little certificate you could put on the wall. Maybe, maybe a small gift token of some, some, something to use on a well-known, you know, auction platform would be helpful. But I didn't find it, and I thought, oh, is there going to be a gift card or something? I clicked into the links, and it just took me to eBay to shop. 
Hmm. That's it. Okay. That's the end of that one. But anyway, that was sweet of them. I don't think I've got one of those. I don't recall getting an anniversary message. Not that I would be that. Yeah. I, I probably wouldn't pay attention if it did, but unless there was unless there was money attached to it, then I'd be. Interested. Well, I was looking for money, but I yeah. didn't find it. Okay. Any. All right. Very good. Uh, and oh, I teased at the beginning. This is a very busy week for you, in terms of podcasts. You got this podcast that we're doing now. I saw your name come up on the Griffcast, the uh, the eBay for Business podcast. What's going on there? Well, thanks. Well, <laughs> thanks to Chris listening to our show. Uh-huh. He told Griff, or he might have maybe he emailed the eBay for selling uh, podcast that Sherry says. This is how you file a claim with UPS when the item is lost. Well, in his case, what happened was it showed as delivered, but the buyer said, that's not my address. Uh. I didn't receive it. So Griff asked me if I wanted to be on their show to explain how Mm -hmm, to do mm -hmm. it. And I'm like, A, someone (laughs) heard our podcast. Yes. And B... My ramblings about banging my head up against the wall to open a case with UPS and how I did it have paid off. Yeah. So that was super fun. Okay. Well, I haven't heard it yet, uh, but I'll be doing so. I'll give you my verdict on that. And it was on this week, right? Yeah, yeah, it's on this week's edition. So. Yes, and the they wires. didn't even edit me out or anything. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. All right, well done for that. And I also um, have my spies tell me that you're about to be on Dana Crawford's podcast. Are you, are you, is that embargoed or are you allowed to tell us that's coming up? Or should I just That's coming up. up. I just don't have the date for it. But uh, This is you on video then? Because she does video with hers, right? Oh, well, we were on a Zoom call. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, I that's hilarious. I didn't even realize if we're going to be on video because I don't love the angle. You'll be on the of, YouTube, of I my believe. camera. Oh well. Oh man, I should have like raised the camera and made it further back. We don't know when that's but coming out though. We haven't got a date. We don't that. know the date, and I'll let you know as soon as I do. Yes. And after we stopped the recording, I was asking Dana about list perfectly which I have resisted for all okay. of my years. All right. yeah. So um, I thought, you know what? I'll just try it. I have about 1,600 items on eBay. Oh. And why not see if they in- if it increases my sales by having them on other sites? So um, I've been giving it a try. And I'm just going to tell you, because I do have more of an analytical mind, not compared to you, Philip, but in general, I do. I don't get excited when I hear listing party. I think, uh, oh my gosh, I just need to get my work done. Yeah, I'll get work done. We'll do that. That's after work. But actually, what they mean by that is they have these Zoom calls that you can click into every day yeah. and basically have your hand held and shown how to do things. Oh, okay. So I I had one of those, and the person with List Perfectly spent like 45 minutes with me on how to make it, how to get it from eBay onto their platform, and then cross-promote. So I love being having my hand held when using new software, because I just don't like having to learn new software. Sure. So that was really nice. I'll report back and let you know if my sales end up increasing. Yes, that'd be a good class All I've project. accomplished so far is I have a few things on Poshmark. 
I've received a hundred messages from people saying, oh, it's really interesting. I'd want it right away. Can you text me? So these are phishing messages. Oh. So obviously Poshmark isn't doing the job eBay is doing to prevent those. Oh dear. Um, and then Mercari with the first item, which was a Ferragamo pair of ankle boots, closed my account and said I was doing something prohibited. I still don't know what that was. And I, there's no way to call them. And I tried to contact them through their contact form. And all it does is give me an error message. So we, I'm telling you that to tell you we are very spoiled with how easily we can contact eBay. Yes. Yeah. So stop your crying. No. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, going to be our little class project for the next few weeks. Let's see how okay, you get I'll on with that. Back. You can report back. Uh, which which marketplaces you find is a good alternative? Which ones are causing you grief? That okay. would be interesting. Let's move on to our top tip, shall we? Uh, shall I go first with my my tip here? Yeah, you go first. All right. One of the is it, a lot of these come from annoyances that I find as a buyer, and I think that would be a good selling tip because you don't want to do this thing. So as I'm working on something that's just been delivered. I'm having to clean off sticky goo from an item that should not have sticky goo on it. And so my tip is never, ever attach sticky tape or anything like that directly to the item you're selling. Never. I and as someone who lives goo. in Florida, trust me, it gets warm around here, even this time of year. And it yeah. gets really warm on the back of the UPS and USPS trucks because they're not air-conditioned. And you will not believe what a sticky mess tape makes on an item when you boil it under, you know, super intense heat conditions. And it just shouldn't have to do that. So never, ever put tape on an item directly. It should never, ever happen. If you do want to do something like you want to anchor the bubble wrap, maybe you want to attach it to something, maybe you're trying to put a, a lump of something to stop something, you know, being exposed extended and will therefore get hit or whatever yeah that's fine what i do though is i buy uh, just regular cling film and i wrap the item in the cling film first and then i can attach the tape as much as i like because the buyer can just peel the cling film off and the tape will never have touched the item concerned and I buy big, wide cling film, basically for this purpose, and also just to keep things I've already cleaned on the shelf in case I have list, don't want to list them straight away. I mean, places like Costco do huge, great long reels of like 18-inch wide food wrap, or you can go to restaurant supply places. They go up to, I think, 24 inches quite easily. Or you can get the, the shipping type of cling film, uh, which is not sort of food grade, but is a bit thicker, and that works fine as well. But yeah, don't 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 stick things to items. Um, bad idea. Just hassles the buyer. Not recommended. Thank you. My tip is based on the fact that for the last few weekends, I've been doing my accounting, updating my QuickBooks for uh -huh. a full year's worth of work. And what I realized I can see by doing my entries is. I'm going to cancel some services. Oh, yeah. I'm going to cancel my monthly um, website service because if I just paid them when I needed them, I'd save hundreds of dollars. My tip is if you do your accounting monthly, you'll find these things that you're spending money on and maybe make changes before you've done it for a whole year. Yeah. Uh, I also have this software... Um, 
I was using contact management software that costs over $200 a month that I'm canceling. And these are all revelations from doing my accounting. So my tip is do your accounting monthly. I will. I'm going to start doing it. You'll have a better picture of how you're doing in your business. Does that mean that you try, you perhaps wouldn't accept a discount to buy a service for a 12-month commit? You just go month to month in the hope that, at least for the first few months, so it reminds you painfully every month that this is going on, and then you can, after like three or four months, decide whether you want to commit on an annual basis? I think that's a great idea because this, you don't really know how well it's going to work for you until you're using it. Mm Mm-hmm. All and, right. Yeah. So, yes. Okay, very good. And that moves on to what's coming up in the next few days. Uh, where are we? End of February. So getting close to the next eBay seller check-in. That's what, the 7th of March? That's right. And there's a kind of a, a very light agenda out on the website. If you want to search for that, just go to sellerevents.ebay.com. And there are some networking rooms afterwards. Chance to hang out with the great unwashed. And I believe we, we're doing one. I believe he volunteered to talk about photography. Um, details yet TBD, but uh, I've got some ideas for stuff we might offer to talk about. Although I'd like it to be questions, questions driven. That seems to work best, but we have some material uh, to respond to those things as best we can. And I will be there with Philip because I'd rather be Philip's right-hand man than try to manage my own. You'll be my call wrangler, my screener. Yes. Getting people on and off the screen as best we can. And also, I know, Sherry, you've got a meetup coming up soon, right? Well, mine is March 14th. It's the second Thursday of every month. Very good. And I've got one on the 19th of March. That's uh, a Tuesday uh, here in Orlando at the uh, Firebirds Bar and Grill. Probably start about 5.30. So that's uh, the 19th of March. It's a Tuesday night. Love to see you there if you can make it. And I think that's just about it. If you want to find out more about us and what we do and what we sell, that kind of stuff, uh, do check out the website. It's a good way of staying in touch as well. Uh, that is sellsellsell.online. Or leave us a voicemail, one uh, 833 ebay 723 That's 833-EBAY-723. Uh, and that's about it for this week's edition of the Selling on eBay radio show. This is Philip saying thank you very much for your time. And this is Sherry and Four Dogs saying thank you for joining us. And where's our friend? And this is fake announcer guy saying, see you next time. There you go. Get the last word, sure.